0: So I applied to a lot of the jobs and I got interviews, but I didn't get the jobs until one day, one person, the director of HR at the college, she called me and uh, she told me, do you want feedback? David, you are not getting the jobs because you're not concise. So then my pride was that one of the things, the three four things that I brought with me to this country was the language. But I saw, I understood that although I was speaking English in my interviews, I was interviewing in Spanish because I was rambling and beating around the bush and all that stuff without realizing that. So it's the best piece of advice that I've ever received in my life.
1: Hello, and welcome to episode 40 of Intercultural Insiders. My name is John McGraw and I help newcomers, expats and businesses connect across cultures to succeed in less time and pain. I am the founder of Yaku Coaching, which is dedicated to helping you create your pathway to success in a new culture. The purpose of Intercultural Insiders is to share the stories of people with intercultural experiences. So if you're feeling isolated or lost, you can hear something from the guest's experiences that can help you, even if it's just a reminder that you're not alone. Today is part two of a great, enlightening conversation with David Mendoza. But before we get into that, I wanted to mention an event that happened last Saturday, Coffee with SOS with Hamad Siddiqui, who's a noted LinkedIn optimization expert, also Liliana Nakamura, HR expert in Canada, and myself. We were discussing power skills for your success in Canada. And there were a lot of great questions that came up, exactly what power skills are and how they can affect your success in finding work and advancing in Canada. It was streamed live, but if you want to watch the replay, just follow the link to the show All in the notes. And with that said, let's get ready for part two with David Mendoza. Now, David is the CEO of Orbit 5, and he is also a multilingual educator. He has uh, over 10 years of experience designing and facilitating engaging solutions to help international students and newcomers increase their confidence to land ideal jobs in less than 15 weeks. In today's episode, we continue on uh, talking about networking and self-worth, which we started to pick up on, in part one last week, it's important to encourage students to eliminate self-undermining language and understand that everyone has value to add. He also talks about how he established Orbit 5, which is a job search platform that trains international newcomers to find ideal jobs in, as we mentioned earlier, less than 15 weeks. We also discuss cultural differences in communication and the importance of listening and adapting to different cultures without losing one's sense of identity. And and David brings up a couple of specific situations from his own experiences to illustrate that. And also talking about embracing diversity. And David expresses his love for Canada and Toronto for its multiculturalism and the unique experiences it offers. And he encourages people not to take this diversity for granted. Without further wait, let's get into part two of the conversation with David Mendoza.
0: And also, you know what, because students hesitate a lot, right? We as humans, we love to undermine ourselves, right? This person is giving me their time, so they have value to add to my life, but I'm just a student. What can I do for them? First of all, if you're listening to this, you need to eliminate that language from your lexicon, right? That you're not just, you are a someone, right? And you have value, always. You have value if you find the time. For example, if I'm talking to a 22-year-old person who's about to graduate and he wants to get some insights into how they can expand their career here, right? And if they take the time to ask me something about what I do outside work, and I tell them about food, for example, Right. And they share with me something after that is food related. That's it. Like, I would love that. That's how that person can add value to my life while they are in the process of the job search. Because sure, maybe right now they, they don't have a lot of experience or stuff, right? But just from a, on a personal level, right? Now, after you get your job, okay, so you're working at TD Bank, right? And I have someone who is applying for TD Bank. I will call you, hey, can you talk to this person and get that person? an informational interview with you because you know how this other person is struggling right now. So you now can give me a different sort of value.
1: But at first, it's just personal connection. It's a lot what you can take from those conversations. I love that example of something food related. So simple. You know, you have some kind of information that makes their life a little more enjoyable. And it's so simple to do regardless of your position in life. Right. Love it. Love it so much. And then, as you said, in 2006, you moved to Canada. So how was that? When I moved back to
0: Colombia from England, the the thing about moving again was like always in the back of my head. And I had a chance to come here and I knew one person only. And that person asked me, what do you want to do? And I'm like, anything, because I only have $700 in my pocket. So anything. And I started saying, oh my God, this is very expensive. It's very expensive here. So then she's okay. If it's anything, I'm going to ask my roommates. Long story short, her roommate used to work at a decoration store owned by a Greek guy, right? And then when the roommate came home that night and she asked him, and he's, are you free right now? I'm like, yeah, why? Let's go. Go where? To the store and talk to the guy. I'm like, now? And he's like, yeah. And I was like my third day here or something, I don't know, my fifth day or something. And then we went there. And again, the thing about Canada John is like for me, from day one, it's, it's been a life lesson, right? So then we got there. And then the guy is a great guy. He is very strict and stern. Pretty <laughs> he's, he's angry look in his face. Very serious demeanor. But uh, he, he looked at uh, this guy. His, his name was Juan Pablo, the, the, the guy who took him there. And he said, look, Juan Pablo, we don't need anyone here. But because you brought him, because we love you here in this store, because of the work you did with us and whatnot, he can start tomorrow. So t- you can start tomorrow. Now a very survival job cleaning, lifting carpet, warehouse stuff, but it was my first shot here, and I love that opportunity. And also the lesson here is that, again, connections. I knew one person, John, one person I knew here, that actually that person that I met, that I knew actually, I met her when she was a student at the language center where I taught English because her sister, her brother, and her parents We're moving to Canada. So they moved here two years before I did. She was one of my students at some point. That's the person that I knew here in Toronto, right? So then that connection connected me with someone that I didn't know, but he's new here. I was new here too. I know what he's going through. He needs money. He needs a job. He needs to get started. Let's take him there. Boom. And the guy's like, I don't know you, but I know him and he's vouching for you and I trust him. Therefore, I trust you. You can start tomorrow. No resumes asked, man. No interviews, nothing. And I started there. And it was a really nice experience for a couple of reasons first of all because it was my first shot second because it gave me a lot of humility that job it taught me about service and it taught me about entry-level roles right and then again in our countries we tend to be super spoiled right and service doesn't exist there the the way it exists here i I don't want to generalize right but people don't treat people in a front desk the same way they they treat them here right there's a lot of entitlement in our countries so then Teaches you a job like that, that you will never mistreat a person at a call center or a receptionist or a Tim Hortons person. Never because you were there. Because it's it's an amazing life lesson, right? So I was there for a couple of months. But then also it was good because I started narrowing down my options. I'm like, okay, this is nice, but I don't want to do labor work. And then it it started from there. And then I, and again, and my second job was at a call center that i got again it's connections right so then i started making friends and whatever right like normal and then one day i went it was like an interview for a like sales representative or something and they made us meet this is february 2007 so they made us meet at a starbucks downtown toronto 20 people there so it was like for rogers and what we had to do, they gave us like a map of the city, and we had to go to that area and we had to do, go door to door to sell Roger stuff. And then they paired me up with someone who had been working for like a couple of weeks. And then I remember, and then again, it was like minus 27 that day, right? And then entering the doors, what the f- Get out of here, blah, blah, blah. Ugh. And then after the fourth door, I'm like, I think I'm gonna take off. Oh, this is not for me. I said, Yeah, this is not for everybody. I'm like, Yes, I know. See you later. But then I remember, that a friend of mine was going to go to an interview at a call center that day. And I messaged and called him, hey, at what time is your interview? Whatever, can I go? And I, I think so, yeah, let's tag along. And I went, again, a connection, right? And I got at my call center job on the spot that day after they failed saved the experience with the, with the Rogers thing. And it was an amazing job too because I made my best friends there until today. My family, some of my chosen family I met there i that call center, right? I was there for a year or two and then I went to school and worked part-time. But it was an amazing, fun experience working there. You don't know, it's busy, it's a call center environment, it's crazy. But again, it teaches so much about service and problem solving because people call you for the craziest reasons ever, right? So it teaches you a lot and it gets to a connection, right? So again, the concept of making connections and trying to get opportunities through the people that you know it's way more effective than sometimes having a resume. Because that day again, you said, okay, so I was here for the thing. Okay, come on in to interview, blah, 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 blah. No resumes, no interviews. For sure, an interview, yeah, a conversation that we had. So that was my second job. And then I went to school. I took a marketing program after at George Brown. That was my first program at George Brown. And then coincidentally, I landed my first job. My first industry role was at a private college. I was doing international student recruitment. So again, I went back to education without planning for it, but mm-hmm. I got to education again, working with students, doing some, I started doing some counseling on careers and job search and whatnot on a, on a more basic level. And then I found another program at George Brown back in the day. It was called Career and Work Counselor. Right now it's a Career Development Practitioner and I took it and it was a life-changing program and that's
1: how it started and how it got hooked into education, post-secondary and international education. Getting the job in the store, getting the job in the call center, all of these things that came from connections that mm-hmm. you had made. And these were not people that you initially connected with because you were looking for an opportunity from them. I mean, one being your former students, other friends that you had, but it shows that value of developing those kinds of connections. And, and because of that, you were able to stay here in Canada and live quite comfortably and make lifelong friends at the call center to propel you so that you could have the the, the resiliency to stay here.
0: And let me tell you something, John, right? Because I'm talking about, sure, go beyond the obvious and your limits to try to meet people from other places, right? But with that, I don't mean neglect your culture and your roots. I'm not saying that, right? Because that call center ended up being a call center to make uh, resorts, bookings for properties in the Caribbean and Puerto Rico and that stuff, right? Mm. So one of the, the 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 things that we have to be, we have to be bilingual English and Spanish, right? So most of those friends are Latinos, right? Mm. And they are Latinos, but again, it's great because sure, we speak the same language, but there's different things that are differ from our own cultures starting from the cuisine and all that stuff right but again and it's like chosen family right and i think this is the best thing that that a country like this gives you right look you're born into your family right it's your blood family and whether you are like it or not you have to accept that right but when you come to this country you can choose your family that's a gift that you can give yourself if you are thoughtful about it right and you can have different chosen families right so i had them right that i met many years ago I have now, for example, like I I've chosen Indian family because my business partner is from India. And most of the people who work with us at Orbit 5 are Indian, right? So they have welcomed me into their culture and their food and taught me about their traditions and get me excited about visiting their country and stuff. So it's amazing. And again, I see how similar we are. Sure, we look different if at first glance, but we're so similar. Let me tell a story. So once, there was one birthday, right? And there, there's like a club or bar club here called Tamasha on Young and Yogan, uh, ne- Yogan Eglinton, right? And they were going to celebrate their birthday. Okay. I think it was the the, the the birthday of my business partner's girlfriend or something, right? So you went to Tamasha, right? And it was like 300, 400 people there. And the only non-Indian people were me, Paul, who is another friend of ours, who is from Tanzania, a white guy from Canada, and his Asian girlfriend. Everybody else was Indian, man. I'm telling you, right? Okay, so then... Mix happened and we started dancing and they played like a song by Enrique Iglesias, right? And they were singing and blah blah blah, right? And then the song changed, but the beat was the same, right? The same beat and whatnot. And I heard them singing and I'm like, oh my god, they're singing Spanish, what the hell? And they're like, and they're like, oh yeah, so this means the Queen. Oh, they're singing in Hindi, ah. But it reminded me seriously, as if I were in Colombia at a bar with people from my culture dancing to the same beats and having the same fun. And they're from India. I'm from Colombia, but we're the same, right? So it's beautiful. That's why I think Canada is the best country in the world, especially Toronto. You don't get to experience this in, in many other places. And it's a gift that I hope people who live here don't take it for granted.
1: We're really quite fortunate have <laughs> that mixture. I love the experiences I've had abroad, but there really is something special about Toronto. So no. I want to give you some opportunity to talk about Over Five as well.
0: Absolutely. So Orbit 5 is a job search platform that trains international students and newcomers to land ideal jobs in less than 15 weeks. We chose the number 15 because 15 is the number of weeks that comprise an academic semester, right? And we're confident that with the right mentorship and the right strategy, anyone can get a job in three months, right? We have a very successful rate of 95% of our students land ideal jobs in three months, less than 15 weeks and we do this through different approaches one on one coaching we do have right now a bootcamp that we have uh, that we do on a cohort based every month we are developing some technology solutions as well that will involve artificial intelligence and machine learning and we have uh, skill bit bootcamps as well and workshops webinars every week we do a free webinar for our audience and whatnot and it's been a really nice ride i started orbit five because when I came here and then after that marketing program, when I was working at the private college, and then when I did the, the career development practitioner program, I knew that I wanted education. I didn't want to go for the, work for the government or anything like that. I wanted to work with students and I wanted to focus on the international community because I had an amazing time at a, as an international student, right? And I was seeing that the international students here were not having the same experience. And I wanted to change that. I wanted to challenge people. That's how it started. I funded it in 2016. I was working part-time at George Brown. I became a faculty there as well. I left my job to keep kept my faculty gigs. And I said Orbit 5, I funded it with someone. But we parted ways in 2019. And then I did it a couple of years on my own. And then in 2020, Urvish and I partnered up officially and we incorporated the business. And they, we have brought other solutions. And it's great, again, because I always saw this as a... As a Side hustle, right? Something chill and whatnot. And I was good with it. But then these guys start talking about this. thing. we can do this. We can this. I'm like, Why not? Why not? And you cannot do it on your own. If you want to scale something, you have to get help. You need to get other perspectives. You need to partner up with someone who brings trends that probably you don't have. Or you do have, but not as developed as them, right? And it's been a great experience. We're having a great year. 2023, we've helped a lot of people. People are really happy with the solutions that we provide. And the mission is to, for the international community here, to understand their value and to learn how to communicate it effectively and confidently, right? One thing that we teach them, although this is not an ESL program, is how to use language concisely and language that intrigues, not language that bores, right? And I want to tell you why. In 2010, George Brown opened a new campus at the Waterfront, and a lot of jobs came up. I was about to finish my internship, so I applied to a lot of the jobs, and I got interviews, but I didn't get the jobs until one day, one person, the director of HR at the college, she called me, and she told me, do you want feedback? Because I want to help you, and I want to tell you exactly why you're not getting the jobs, David. Yeah. It's absolutely. David, you are not getting the jobs because you're not concise, so then... My pride was that one of the things, the three four things that I brought with me to this country was the language. But I saw, I understood that although I was speaking English in my interviews, I was interviewing in Spanish because I was rambling and beating around the bush and all that stuff without realizing that. So it's the best piece of advice that I've ever received in my life. And when I listen and I put my ego aside, to see her point, I realized that she was 100% right. I went to my college papers and I saw entire paragraphs crossed out. You don't need it. You don't need this. And i thought, like, wow, it, I don't. It makes sense. So this is one of the things that we also put a lot of emphasis on in our programs, how to use the language concisely and concretely so that your documents are crisp. They're sharp. They tell the message that they have to tell without trying to fluff it out with stuff that is not relevant. So it's also helping the the international student community to use the languages strategically and effectively so they can convey their value and get the
1: attention of people who need them to solve problems in their companies. And it just shows the the culture and language connection, right? Yeah. You can have the vocabulary, you can have the grammatical structure and all of these things down. Yeah. But there is that cultural difference in terms of communication based on what time do I have to read through this whole long story, right. or this long message right. of
0: They ask you something, they ask you a question, a behavioral type question, right? And you give your answer. And then you're like, oh my God, maybe it's not enough. And then you go in circles and you lost them. And then the value of your message dies out because it does because you people zone out, right? And, and, and this is what I think, right? I've never studied uh, linguistics or anything, but I'm a language person. I speak languages and I love languages, right? When I feel that, for example, my first language, Spanish and, and all the Romans languages are very emotional and we talk and we express a lot and stuff, English is very practical. English is a very practical language, especially when it comes to com- professional communications because, again, people don't have time to look to waste here let me give you a fun fact about uh, intercultural uh, competences from a canadian born and raised uh, professional who learned spanish and now manages teams in spanish in mexico and in south america we were having a conversation like last year right he's canadian born and raised he learned spanish like 10 years ago 12 years ago he speaks perfect spanish right with, with an accent and everything but he's working now as a director at a scotia bank right and 99% of the jobs in Spanish is insane, right? So he told me that he had a team member that he struggled with because it was very hard for that team member to get feedback. So then he was telling me, let's call him Mario. Mario, so what can I do to support you? And Mario was telling him that he just needed more time, no, but it has to be done now. And then what he meant by more time, he just like, again, connect a little bit more in the meetings. Hey, Mario, how's it going? Good. Okay, what's the report? No, Latinos are not like that. What was on your grandma and everything? So I think Mario was missing that part. So he would go back to the, what do you need? What do you need? And buddy, he's telling you, he's telling you what he needs from you and you're not listening. And it's interesting because then it's beautiful, I think, in my eyes for us, him as a friend who is part of our chosen family too, this Canadian guy, right? It's beautiful to see how he as a Canadian, has to adapt himself to the other. It's like the other way around. But then he tells us, when we tell him, oh, it's impressive what you have accomplished and stuff in Spanish, and he tells us, but why do you guys think it's anything different from your story when you guys came here alone in a second language and stuff? And again, we diminish ourselves. It's no in but English, but we listen to music and stuff. And it's no, but still you came here on your own, right? So it's the same thing, right? So it's, it's, it's a really good story as well to see from, from the perspective of a Canadian having to adapt his reality a little bit to make sure that he connects cohesively with people from the culture that he's interacting with.
1: <laughs> Again, showing that there are different ways to do things and yeah. you need to adjust to the, the situation that you're in and the people that you're with. Listen to Listener. what people are telling you, right? If it was the
0: other way around, he would have to adapt to here, to the way things work here without, again, without losing their essence, right? But he would have yes. to adapt. And that's our job, John, right? We have to adapt to the culture here. We will not lose our essence, but we have to adapt here. And, and again, it's beautiful because when you adapt, you, you take the both of both worlds. And I've been here for so long that you ask me, and I'm, I'm, I'm both Colombian and Canadian. I'm Colombian born and raised. I love my culture. I love Latino culture. I love the, I love everything about my first language, everything. But I love being Canadian too because it gives me other aspects of my life and my personality that I think that
1: are worth celebrating as well. So being a bit more Canadian in my approach, I'm realizing that (laughs) we're getting close to our time. I love it. There's so much more we could talk about. I I definitely want to continue the conversation later on, but I'd like to just see if there's any thoughts that you'd like to leave off with. Yes, absolutely. So my thoughts are just be open-minded. Have an open
0: mind. It's not difficult. It's easy. You will see how similar we are seriously. Doesn't matter where the person comes from. If you take them the time to get to know them and, and just listen, you will see that there's more similarities than differences, right? So have an open mind. Improve your communication abilities. If you are new to this country and you're trying to build your way here, improve your communication abilities. It's the most important skill. You can be the most technical person. You can be a tech wizard. But if you don't know how to communicate that and what you bring to the table, the next person Maybe it's not as good in tech, but he knows how to sell themselves better or promote themselves better and they'll get the job. So his communication is essential. So find ways to nurse yourself in the local language, challenge yourself, do things out of the ordinary so you can do that and enjoy the ride and trust the process. This is a great country, sure it's not perfect, but tell me what's a perfect place in the world. It doesn't exist, right? So enjoy the ride, this
1: is a fantastic place to live. So those three things. Fantastic. I think that's a a great note to finish off on. I want to thank you so much for your time coming on here. It's been a pleasure hearing all of your stories and your enthusiasm, your energy that you're bringing (laughs) to to everything here. Looking forward to to having more conversations in the future.
0: Likewise. Thank you so much. much, And it was a pleasure to chat with you today.
1: That was part two of the conversation with David Mendoza. There were a lot of great insights. Seeing some other comments from a couple of the viewers that came in today from Sardingra. So insightful. Thank you so much. And also from Luna. Amazing, David, as always. Yes, Luna, a regular visitor to the show and has a lot of great insights to share from her own experiences as well. And perhaps someday she'll... Here on the program. No pressure though. There were so many points, but one of the things I particularly liked was the situation with the Canadian friend who was stationed in Mexico. We're not saying here that the Canadian way is the best way. It's arguably the most effective way if you want to adapt to life here, but it doesn't mean that it's better necessarily. The example of the Canadian who had to adapt and allow more time to speak and build relationships is very important in Latin America. So I really liked that. Another comment from Lunar Cell. David shows that being yourself is the most important. You are the brand. Yes, absolutely. So a great conversation with David. Perhaps we'll have him back again sometime soon. But we do have next week to talk about, which is going to be another two-parter. Part one of a two-part conversation with Robandeep Karsaini. She's a youth leader and data analyst, and she's been doing a lot of great work through BMG, Brilliant Minds Group, which is helping newcomers and international students adapt to life in Canada. And in part one of that conversation, we talk about the power of networking even further and about Robo Deep's experience with a U.S.-based organization during her master's program and how that helped her hone her communication and interpersonal skills. Also, the importance of listening, because often we're very eager to speak, but Robin Deep emphasizes the importance of taking the time to listen. She also shares her own job hunting insights that networking, as we've discussed today, is essential, but it may not guarantee job opportunities alone. That research, interview preparation, and finding the right fit are equally crucial. And of course, the importance of learning from mistakes. Robin Deep shares a personal experience about learning to communicate and finding solutions instead of overthinking. Until then, keep navigating your way between cultures towards your goals.